Hello, and welcome everyone to our first Open Matters episode of 2021. I'm your host, Guy Martin, the Executive Director of Oasis Open. You know, we all know that 2021 was such a challenging year as all of us navigated the new normal of what a worldwide pandemic looks like. And, you know, one of the things that was most obvious to me during this time was how interconnected our world is, especially digitally. And more importantly, what an important role Europe plays in our technology ecosystem. You know, it became very clear that Oasis needed to take advantage of the solid reputation that we've always had in European standards. And the result of this was that we formed the Oasis Open Europe Foundation, or what we call the OOEF, which is an independent nonprofit organization based in the Netherlands that has close connections to, to us here at Oasis Global, but has a separate mandate to pursue, pursue independent open source and open standards initiatives for all of Europe. But rather than me boringly tell you about it, I've invited some special guests who are going to be able to give you a lot more detailed information on this effort. Leticia Cayeto is the Managing Director and Data AI Lead for Accenture in Europe, and is also one of this very stellar group of board directors who have agreed to join the Oasis Open Europe Foundation. She's joined today by Dr. Carol Cosgrove-Sachs, who's our Senior Advisor for International Standards Policy here at Oasis. And together, they both played critical roles in the formation of the OOEF. So Leticia and Carol, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Guy. Thank, thank you, Gary, for having us. <laughs> yes, it's nice. Thank you for arranging Great. this. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to get started. But before we do, a couple of quick housekeeping um, items for our audience. Remember, please hold your questions till the end. And attendees may raise their hands to ask their question live, or you can insert a question into the QA box. And just a quick reminder for everybody that this session is being recorded for later playback. So with that, let's get started. So Carol, I'd like to start with you. Can you give a bit more background on the process that Oasis has gone through over the years, even before I took over as the executive director to get to the point of launching this new entity? Yeah, with pleasure. I would say that for more than 20 years, Oasis Open has made a very strong contribution to European standardization. And European private sector, enterprises and the public sector have been very active members of OASIS and have participated in many of OASIS standards development activities. Just to give a couple of examples, um, UBL, Universal Business Language, is the most widely used standard in Europe for e-invoicing and public procurement. And that is a predominantly made in Europe standard with OASIS and AS4, which is the basis for the European Commission's e-delivery building block, which is in some of the world's biggest international data exchanges. And we've contributed to the EU rolling plan for ICT standardization ever since its inception. And we play a role in the multi-stakeholder platform for ICT standardization. So we're been very active in Europe for a long time. But during the last 10 years or so, we've been invited to participate in some major EU-funded or EU-led projects where our standards expertise has been really relevant. But we've been blocked because we didn't have a European base, a European office, an EU bank account, all of these things 
proved to be a major difficulty. So it was in the light of that, especially as open source projects have become much more important in both Oasis and in Europe, we thought the time was right. And as you say, we set up the Oasis Open Europe Foundation as a Stichting in the Netherlands. Have I got time just to mention our brilliant board? Absolutely, because one so, of them, we have one of them here with us. But yes, yeah, feel free to mention well, them. two even. Um, in addition to Leticia Cayeto, who is French, and Guy himself, who's American, we have um, well, we have seven directors on the board: four women, three men. I think that's a thoroughly modern, diverse board. And in addition to Leticia and Guy. We have Martin Chapman from Ireland, Eva Costia from Italy, Gershon Janssen from the Netherlands, Jana Lingenfelder from Germany, and Andriana Prenzer from Greece. And it's a great pleasure for me and my colleague um, Pim van der Eyck to work with this brilliant board and to assist them to define our strategy. Maybe I pass to Leticia. Yes, and, and actually that's that's a great segue. Thanks, Carol. Because I, I wanted to ask um, you know, Leticia, we're very excited, obviously, to find all of our board members, but specifically someone with your background and reputation in open source and open standards in Europe. So what made you want to come donate your time? Because we, we have to say to everybody that just like our board on the on the global side, none of you are getting paid. So what made you want to come donate your time as a board director for the OOEF? I'm truly honored, actually, to have been, uh, you know, appointed at the board uh, of uh, Oasis uh, from the Open Foundation in Europe. You know, the, the, the key <clears throat> the key driver for me is we are we have started the fourth industrial revolution, and and COVID has been accelerating a lot of uh, reinvention and movement, uh, you know, in society, in organization everywhere and and for me uh you know open standard and open source are really key accelerator of the transformation and and there's a number of things that needs to be put in place uh and you know there, there's two way of looking at change either you see it pass by or you actually uh take action and, and be part of it and and for me this is kind of an opportunity to kind of uh, be an actor of change and and really help that you know setting up the foundation of 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 this uh you know next industrial revolution if you want and and spend the time to actually have those key things in place so people can innovate we can make decisions today but we can be flexible and open for tomorrow you know things are changing so fast business model are changing very fast what we need is changing very fast and i think you know open standard and open source are key neighbors of of, of that flexibility and openness. So that's why I'm super excited and truly honored to be there. I think there's a lot to do and 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 I, I want to be part of it. Yeah, I, I'm excited too. I mean, it's it's basically a startup, right? We've basically done a foundation yep. startup, if you will. So I think there's, there's a lot of greenfield and, and excellent opportunities for that. So um, awesome. You know, uh, as it relates to sort of how we interface with the European Commission, for example, uh, Carol, I'd, I'd like you to talk a lot, a little bit about this because you've seen quite a bit in your time advising and advocating for OASIS standards with the European Commission. 
And what do you think the biggest impact of the OOEF is going to be, not just in terms of how we work with the European Commission, but how we work with all the government entities in Europe? Because, you know, we, we have friends and colleagues and and Leticia, you live in the UK. So, you know, UK is still part of Europe. We want to make sure that this is not just European Commission, but all of Europe. Yeah, thank you, Guy. I, I think in at this time, interoperability is the name of the game. And I think OASIS has a really special mission globally and in Europe to help deliver real working interoperability. And I know that, the, that all of Europe is currently considering how to reshape its standardization fit for what they see as twin transitions for digital transformation and for green recovery for a sustainable future post COVID-19. And interoperability is a, is a key issue to achieve those goals. And I think that OASIS has a, a mission to offer its expertise to assist in crafting solutions for real interoperability. Interoperability based on open standards and interoperability based on open source code. So I think as a foundation, one thing that we can most particularly do is to engage with open source program offices around Europe to help encourage interoperability solutions. I hope they would embody such um, characteristics that we value in OASIS as accessibility, reliability, open access, fairness. And I think we're excited by the EU's OS strategy, which encourages a much more rapid development of um, open data-driven and digital transformation. And I'd like to congratulate the European Commission on its think open approach. Now, I believe that our foundation will have the opportunity to join collaborative projects these projects might address challenges where OASIS has a track record, like cybersecurity, privacy, identity, open data, public procurement, blockchain, many other areas. It's feasible that these opportunities might be funded by the EU, for example, the Digital Europe programme. Maybe not. There are other ways to fund our activities, but we see opportunities regarding research and innovation where OASIS know-how could have added value because we can genuinely offer insights and solutions. Our experience and expertise in open standards and open source we can contribute to longer term sustainability for the outputs of EU research projects. And we're looking for partnerships, maybe joining consortia where our standards and our OS expertise could add value. So we're very open to potential partnerships. Right. I mean, it's we're, we're at an interesting point in starting this up. I know we've had a lot of folks say, well, what are you going to do? And and I, again, I characterize it as a startup is we have some ideas, we have some thoughts. And, and, and Leticia, I'd like you to talk about some of what you consider the most exciting areas, because I know we've, we've had a, one of our, our first board meeting already. And 
And it was a it was a fantastic board meeting in that there were a lot of great ideas going around of what we could focus on. So in in your perspective and kind of from where you you're coming from from data and AI, what do you think are some of the technology areas that that OEF would likely focus on first? Thank you, thank you guys. Well, obviously, you know, being uh, in the field of data and AI and engineering, you know, my whole career is when I started, I can definitely see a lot of potential in, in those areas. Meaning I, I think the revolution we had over the past decade in software engineering around, you know, DevOps, open source and all of that is actually making its way to data. Because um, we standardize quite a lot on, you know, the, 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 the software engineering kind of uh, angle, but we haven't really gone yet into the data space. And, and we can start seeing, you know, how do you exchange data in a way that's, uh, you know, that's easy, trust, trustworthy, you know, and, and, and all of those kind of, um, kind of challenge are coming right there, uh, right now. Uh, in the same way on the AI, you know, a lot of people are talking about MLOps, you know, a number of models were done, you know, in a, in a non-industrialized way and we need to bring them to production, we need to compile them and, you know, like that whole life cycle of bringing AI into, into the business processes of people. So I definitely see this as a, as a big area where, you know, a lot of focus is needed. We also see, you know, cross-industry uh, data set uh, consumption or data set usage. Uh, you know, we're working with uh, some telco recently where, you know, some of the geographic data of, uh, of, you know, the mobility of people in one country was used by a retailer to pick up the space uh, that they wanted to rent, you know, they wanted to rent to have a physical presence to sell their product. So, you know, there's, you know, when we're thinking about data exchange in the past, it was pretty much via API and it was, you know, we, we tried to decouple from that spaghetti uh, story uh, as much as we could and we standardized quite a bit. But now we see, you know, data used a lot across our industries as well and all of that kind of thing and open data. Uh, you know, having data set that can be consumed by people or algorithm that can be consumed by people on the productionization of, of all of that, I think is, is the wave coming. Um, so they, this area need, need, needs a lot of, uh, of focus, I think. And then there's some other, um, you know, area that Carol was touching upon on, you know, responsible business or fairness or, you know, all those topics uh, also, you know, there's a lot of things coming out on the market. You know, every software provider is starting to provide a little bit of a, an angle on it, but you know, they, it, it's 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 very heterogeneous and it's very difficult for people that want to put those things in place to actually understand what to pick and how to pick it. So I think standardization there is also quite important, just to have a level set of uh, of, of understanding how to move forward and how to complement and what to use to really create those new models. Um, you know, and reinventing, you know, our, our society in some way on our businesses. Um, so um, this is definitely an area where there's a, uh, a lot more to do in terms of standards. Right. It, and, you know, it's interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking about uh, things we've talked about around open data, but also digital sovereignty, right? I mean, part of this is, and the reason this foundation was formed is because there are issues that are unique to Europe, 
right? GDPR, for example. How do you think the foundation can start to help in some of those issues of digital sovereignty to, to build standards and to take uh, privacy, for example, into account as we're building these standards, things that are specific to Europe? Either one of you, sorry, that was, I was looking at Letitia, but, but either one of you okay. may answer that question. Letitia, maybe go first. Yeah, meaning, I think Europe is, uh, is, 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 is often leading the way in terms of, um, you know, the thinking, the regulation, with putting some of those frameworks in place. Um, but ultimately is influencing quite a lot of the world. Um, so, um, so I think, you know, being in Europe uh, and, and having, you know, I think, the, you know, the European Commission really kind of taking a driving seat on, on, on some of those, on a number of organizations wanting to go forward. I, I, think, I think, you know, this could be, you know, a place where we insert some of those, um, you know, concept that could be taken more globally. You know, there's not many companies that are just having a, a, a European footprint as well. So by definition, you know, all of those things are interconnected um, and I think can have a massive influence. I, I definitely, um, I definitely think, you know, markets are quite specific, but they're very interlinked. Carol, any thoughts on that? Yes. I mean, Clearly, the EU is leading the world in data-driven governance, open data, effective use of digitalization in the public sector. Um, I think these are really exciting opportunities across Europe. And I think with our Open Europe Foundation, we can, part we can cooperate and make a more meaningful contribution and I, I very much hope our new foundation will enable us to contribute in the open source and open standards area in ways that are more direct than has previously been possible. But one of the points I'd like to raise is, you know, I see one of the most exciting opportunities for the foundation is to help in building trust and transparency in IT solutions, helping support interoperability and encouraging the development of what we might call ethical AI, using data for the common good. The, these are projects very close to my heart. I very much hope the foundation would be able to move forward in those areas. And, and Carol, you jumped right ahead to my last question about what you're most excited about for the foundation. Ah. So awesome. Thank you for that. Um, Leticia, do you want to comment on kind of what you think is the most exciting thing that or potential that we have other than something you've made me have mentioned before? Meaning building on the oldest experience of Oasis globally in building standard and driving, you know, you know, contributing and driving some of those agenda items is, uh, is super excited. I, I do agree very much with Carol, you know, interoperability is the key um, to, you know, the next generation uh, in terms of, you know, I think if, if we actually do this well, that means that, you know, 
we won't spend all that time discussing how to interact with each other, how to build system, how to exchange data. And we will have more time and more focus to actually you know, create new things that are having a meaningful impact to society, to, um, to organization, and, and broaden, you know, broaden the agenda and innovate more ultimately uh, and i think that's what we need right now uh you know in, in society you know we're far too slow in terms of bringing innovation to uh to life changing people's life and and god knows there's there's so many things that that needs to be addressed yeah so so that being there to kind of uh contribute to that is is, is 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 great and i think we you know all people need to kind of uh you know take action it, it's it's super important if we really want to have you know that flexibility as a society going forward yeah great so with that we're actually um almost at time so i wanted to leave some uh time if we have any questions from our listeners so b or jane do we have any questions from our uh, listeners here in the audience i do not see any how about you jane uh we don't have any at the moment so um i think uh what well i have, i have some more so okay <laughs> good well carry on I wanted to leave some time for everybody that may have, may be watching this and, and have some questions of their own, but I, I do have some more, thankfully. Um, awesome. So, you know, we've talked a lot about what, what the foundation could do. Um, for anybody out there that's listening that wants to get involved, how would either of you uh, suggest getting involved? So Carol, I'll ask you to go first. How, how, should, how should people get involved? Well, I think in the first instance, contact us. And we have our our new still under development website let's not pretend it's um, a very sophisticated operation as yet we're just beginning but we have set up um, our website at oasis-open.eu and we'd be delighted if people contact us and the email address would be info at oasis-open EU. So that would be the most direct way of contacting us. Um, the, the desk at which um, that, that mail would reach is my colleague Pim van der Eyck of the Netherlands, and he would be responsible in the first instance for following up. I think he'd also pass information on to me and to you, Guy, and we would do our best to respond. And I think I would like to emphasize, we are actively looking for partners, for opportunities, for meaningful liaison, for real cooperation in different areas. And not only inside the 27 EU member states, I'm based in Geneva, in Switzerland, and Switzerland has a very long tradition of participating in European standardization. And there's a lot of diverse interests here in Switzerland. But of course, the United Kingdom post-Brexit similarly has um, an interest in much of what we would do. So we are not saying only the EU, primarily maybe, but not only. And we'd be delighted if people would contact us. Yeah, excellent, I, I agree. Leticia, anything to add to that? 
Yeah, meaning I I am personally reachable on LinkedIn if you want. I'm very active, uh, you know, on social media. I'm always up for a good conversation, so you know you can reach out. Uh, I think obviously, you know, they, as as practitioners, we all are you know are, are driving things within your organization or you know on behalf of of, of some organization. People see all the challenge coming through. Uh, that are difficult to solve for, yeah, uh, you know. So don't hesitate to 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 kind of raise up those challenges. Uh, you know, I think a number of people uh, may be hesitant to kind of uh, raise some of those challenges, but I think you know everybody has it when you start. You know, it's just being being brave and 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 and, and putting those on the table is super important. So. You know, we can we can actually try to collectively solve for those. Um, I think that's that's super important because I think a lot of organizations tend to want to solve within their remit, uh, but I think there we really need to kind of uh, uh, you know collectively work together and 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 solve some of those. So we are more open collectively. Uh, into into the future and more flexible um i think that's super important so yeah don't hesitate to reach out uh always up for a, a good challenge and a conversation and, and yeah i'm also on linkedin sorry i should have mentioned so yeah. we're, I all am on, absolutely we're all on accessible LinkedIn. on linkedin yes yeah. we're all on linkedin so i i see that we have some questions which is fantastic so um this one I wanted to, we have a couple of, I wanted to take this one first. Uh, major EU governments like France and Germany, obviously are very strong on open standards and open data. Um, do we think, are they, or will they be strong open source adopters? Um, I'll give my opinion on this, but I would love both of your opinions on this as well. You know, I, I spoke at the OFE uh, forum uh, event um, last Friday, where we talked about this very thing. And I think that foundations like ours have an opportunity to in some ways demystify open source, because I think still sometimes in public sector and highly regulated procurement pipelines, it's really challenging when they've, when they've always sort of been biased towards standards for the very strong governance that standard provides and not so much on the open source side. So I think, you know, we have an opportunity with this foundation and at Oasis Global in general to help both the open source or open source projects understand what good, strong, transparent, you know, open governance looks like, but also help um, the public policy folks understand how to bring open source in alongside standards. So I think um, for me, that's one of the reasons I'm most excited about this kind of work. Sure, I mean, if I, I think that um, we, we would be delighted to develop dialogues with people who are keen to um, consider bringing their open source communities in, into this area and also public sector interests. I mentioned already the um, open source program offices, which we'd very much like to be in, in more intense contact with. And I, I think, you know, one of the special aspects of what we've set up is that we are very accessible and receptive. We are looking forward to building a whole new network of contacts in the open source area. I think it's worth saying, Guy, just very briefly, that um, personally I'm convinced that Oasis Open is way ahead of other standards organizations 
in having an established process agreed to take open source code into the formal open standards framework all the way to um, ISO and ITU as appropriate, if that is on the agenda of any open source group, OASIS offers that route in a very right. accessible way. Exactly. Um, a couple of other questions that were related to sort of technical agenda and use cases and scenarios. Um, we've sort of touched on them. Um, I, I, I'd love for either of you to, to give your opinion on this, but, but I think I will, will stress again that we're at the very early stage, right? So technical agenda, again, I think one, some of the things that came up were, were AI, digital sovereignty, open data, but have we nailed down specific technical agendas yet? No, I mean, we've had one board meeting, so we're very early on. So there's definitely an opportunity, um, the person that asked that question, to influence what we potentially would work on. So um, uh, Leticia, do you have any thoughts on use cases or scenarios that you think that we would be working on within the foundation? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we touched a couple of topics uh, at the first board session. You know, I think open data is probably one of the the starting point uh, uh, of, 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 of the thinking. We also discuss industry data um, and more. Um, there, is a, there is a lot of value in, in sharing data within an industry, like the old supply chain of the industry, if you want, you know, from the people manufacturing things to the people distributing them to the people selling them, you know, like to, to the, you know, consumer data as well and all of that. So within industry, sharing data is super important, but we also sharing data across industry to foster this innovation. Um, so open data is, is a big topic and, and, and the industry angle um, is, is also quite important um, and will be would be key to you know creating you know the next generation or reinventing if you want uh, you know our, our world um, as we go on. We also touched upon uh, quite a lot responsible business, uh, responsible AI, and um, you know that that that's an area um, which is uh, which is you know. In need of, of, of further standardization of further vision. So some of those use cases uh, are going to be also quite key as we, as we go into uh, you know uh, the uh, the next uh, sessions. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I wish we had two hours to talk about all of this. Uh, unfortunately, we don't. So I will say, Leticia and Carol, thank you very much for, for joining me today. It's been fantastic to hear your vision. And I know that the, that the work that, that both of you have done in, in helping get o, the OEF off the ground uh, has been tremendous. Um, and I'm really excited, I know, to be part of this organization and, and what we're doing moving forward. So, um, and I'd love for, to invite you both back on the show at some point when we are a little further down the road and we can, can talk about some of the, the, the great project successes we think we're going to have in the foundation. So um, thank you very much, both of you, for joining me today. Thank you for having us. It's a great delight uh, to be there. I'm looking forward to work, uh, work, work hard to actually make some of those things happen. Yeah. Yes, yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks everyone out there for joining us. And until next time, thanks for coming and listening.